Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, hello, everybody. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we explore the principles that equip you to thrive in change. All manner of change, unwanted change, welcome change, the change you planned, the change you didn't. We can, by applying the appropriate principles, thrive in the midst of all manner of change, whether we expected it or not. And thank you for joining us today. Kelly, yay! Hi, and thank you all for jumping in live. Mary, you're here on time. I love it. Mary, you are never late. You cannot be late to Sunday Night Live. <laughs> Even if you're watching a recording, you're not late. So no pressure, but I am really glad you can be with us at the top of this live presentation. It's great to have you. And if you are jumping on and are here for the first time, especially, make sure you say hi in the comments. Let us know where you're from, where you're watching from. Oh, Denise, I'm glad you're here. Love seeing all these people jumping on because tonight we are talking about something that is very, very relevant. It is very, very important. And it is employing the thrive principle, hashtag respect the now, hashtag respect the now. The title of tonight's broadcast is this present, not perfect, present, not perfect. Before we get too far in, I want to thank our sponsor. Let me find the banner. Here we go. Thumb Roast Coffee. Now is the ideal time to order your Thumb Roast Coffee gift for your loved ones, especially if you have to mail them to another state. Because if you've got to mail something anyway, you might as well have Thumb Roast do that part for you. And when you go to thumbroastcoffee.com, you can buy delicious, fresh, locally roasted coffee and get 15% off. You heard it right. 15% <laughs> off of the best coffee you'll ever drink at thumbroastcoffee.com. And all you have to do is use the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, and you will have delicious coffee. You can have, hey, gift yourself. Or if you're um, entertaining during the holidays, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Delicious coffee is a great conversation starter. So something to consider. All right. With that, we are going to start talking about present, not perfect. Respect the now. Are you ready? All right. Oh, hi, Carol. I'm glad you're here. All right. So holidays. Right now, when I'm airing this, we are in the thick of holidays, celebrating family Christmases, um, Hanukkah. Uh, we just got done with Thanksgiving. There are so many holidays, as we know, that get squished in this November, December, and early January season. And there can be a lot of planning that goes into that. Am I right? Even if we are not the person hosting the gathering, they're still planning. 
there's still planning that goes on and we have to know when are we going to leave and when are we going to arrive and what do we have to bring and do we have to bring a, a dish to pass? What are we going to wear? The list goes on and on. Because when we're planning, we start honing in on the details. I don't think I'm the only one who does that. <laughs> I hone right in on the details. Anybody else use a list when you're planning? So helpful. We get that list. These are the things that have to be cleaned up. These are the things that have to be fixed. This is what we have to buy. And the list grows and grows and grows. And we start honing in, putting all this effort and energy into crafting, creating, being part of the perfect event. Anybody else discover that no matter how much planning you do, sometimes things don't go perfectly? I found that out the hard way. I found it out the hard way. And I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. There is a better way than trying to micromanage an event, a gathering, a celebration, there's a better way than trying to micromanage that to the point where we think we've got everything under control, but we have spent so much energy trying to control the event that we forget that there is some energy that we need to put toward creating an atmosphere. Not just what do we want to do, for the event, but who do we want to be? What we plan for are ways, many ways. I've got stacks of magazine telling me ways to make the perfect holiday gathering what I need to plan for, not what I plan for. What I need to plan for is ways to make it easier for us to be present. We work so hard to make it perfect, but the energy that we put into making it perfect would be better spent being present. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't put any thought into anything. As you know, there's a, there is a pendulum that swings, right? And we can go to the extreme on one end or another. But what I want to talk about tonight is keeping that pendulum toward the being present side of the equation, not the trying to make it perfect side of the occasion. The harder we try to make things perfect, the less present we become. I'm going to say that again. The harder we try to make things perfect, the less present we become because where our focus goes, our energy flows. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me so far. All right. I've come a long way, you guys. And I am not going to lie. Um, I was slow to coming around. All right. It took me a long time to get where I am. When I speak to you about the importance of being present during our special occasions, during our celebrations, just in our day-to-day -day interactions with people, when I talk about being present for those things, it's not because I've always been, 
present. It's not because I've always been in there doing what I'm telling you to do now. I spent many years, many years focusing way, way, way a lot on being perfect. And today we hosted a, a, a fun event at my house. It was a cookie decorating party for nieces and nephews and, and grandchildren and my sisters and friends and it wasn't real big. Uh, and it was very fun. And as I was setting up for the event, I was reminded of me 25 years ago. And me 25 years ago was setting up for a Christmas party at my house, Bobo Fest. You may have heard of it. It's a legend. <laughs> Bobo Fest is a legend. Um, I was setting up for our big family Christmas party at our home. And my mom was there to help. And she was moving the chairs around in the family room. Um, and what she was trying to do was make it to where all of the chairs would sort of face the Christmas tree so that when everybody was opening Christmas presents, we could all see each other. The problem with that, from my perspective, was that it didn't look like a magazine picture of Christmas. Um, all those chairs lined up around the sides of the wall and kind of blocking the doorway. I didn't like it. It didn't look pretty to me. And I was not kind to my mom when I told her, you need to put the chairs back where I had them. And she tried to explain, but Shannon, people won't be able to see, like some people, their backs will be, and I just cut her right off. I don't care. I want them to go back where they were because I wanted it to look perfect. And she was sad <laughs> and she did it because it wasn't the end of the world. And people figured out how to be able to be part of the gathering with their chairs facing the wrong way. It worked out okay. But my emphasis was in the wrong place. And today, as I was setting up and organizing for this event, and my, my husband was gracious enough to help set up some tables, I did everything I could to make sure that everybody would be included, that there weren't any places where somebody would be sitting and not be able to be part of what was going on. Um, when I looked at the room, it didn't look anything like the magazines set it up, but there were chairs for everybody. There were tables right in the middle where everybody could gather around and visit and share and work on their cookie decorating. The whole premise was the opposite of the way I used to do it. It was the exact opposite. And my mom is no longer with us, but I gave a shout out to my mom. Mom, I hope you're smiling. I hope you know where I'm at because I've grown. I understand what's really important. The perfection piece isn't that it looks perfect. The perfection piece is that I've planned it in such a way that it allows everybody to be present. All right, so let's see what you have to say. Everyone included, so thoughtful. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Um, Kelly says this, last night I did a cookie decorating with my grandkids and I had an idea in my head of how it was going to happen. Yep, we get that picture, right? This 
this is what it's going to be. I'm having this beautiful family event. I'm with you. Well, nothing went as planned to the point where I was almost in tears and was not having any fun. And my granddaughter noticed and told me what a great time they were having. They had no idea what idea was in my head. Oh, that's key right there. I love that. That is key. The, your grandkids did not know the idea of perfection that you had. They had a wonderful time anyway. In that moment, I stopped trying to make it perfect and enjoyed the moment. Right? Kelly, you've illustrated something so powerful there, and we can forget it if we're not careful. In our effort to make things nice for people, sometimes we aren't really making it nice for them. We're making it nice for us. We're trying to fix, we're trying to align everything with this, this idea that we have. And if it doesn't go exactly that way, we can be frustrated, disappointed, right? I've been brought to tears because something didn't go my way, change happened that didn't align with my idea of what was perfect. But this is the thing. There is a simple shift that is powerful, that transforms our idea of what perfect is. Oh, Kelly says, I learned a lot last night. Wow. That's beautiful. What a lesson to carry with you now, right? As you move forward in every other celebration that you have, Kelly, well done. Congratulations. Um, yeah, Carol says this, different personalities. People have different personalities. We are each different and unique and we bring our unique perspective. Understanding that other people's perspectives also factor in, opening ourselves up to say, I want to be present with the people who are here, whatever their personalities, whatever kind of people they are. I was not willing to be present with my mother many years ago when she was trying to create a comfortable space that didn't align with my idea of a comfortable space. I was not patient. And I was not willing to really think about what makes this event perfect. Let's talk about that for a second. What makes for a perfect event? Kelly, what makes for perfect cookie decorating with your grandkids? What makes that perfect? Here's the shift we're going to talk about just for a few minutes. And then we're going to go and get a great night's rest and wake up tomorrow ready to seize the day and be present. Um, but for a few minutes, let's just think about this shift. As you approach celebrations, as you approach events, um, any kind of event, it doesn't have to be a holiday event, a gathering, a family celebration, birthday party, a work meeting, a, a thank you banquet, whatever it is, here's the shift that makes, that changes it from us trying to be perfect to us wanting to value being present. Here's the shift. Shift from how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Shift to how do I want them to feel? See what a, a simple but powerful and profound shift that is? 
How do I want to feel? I want to feel that my house looks like a magazine. I want to feel that it matches up with this Facebook fantasy that's out there about what holidays look like, right? How do I want to feel versus how do I want them to feel? Because when we're focusing on how I want them to feel, our behavior changes. Kelly says this, my grandkids being there and being happy, right? Kelly, your demonstration, you made the shift. You made the shift from how do I want to feel? What did I want to see? I wanted to see the picture perfect Norman Rockwell cookie decorating, you know, vintage memory, soft colors, everything all nice and tidy, all the cookies picture perfect, right? How do I want to feel? Do I want to feel like I've executed flawlessly, like I've accomplished something? Those are not those are not bad sentiments. It's just that we misapply them sometimes to gatherings, family unions, relationships. So wanting something to be beautiful, wanting it to go well, um, putting energy into that is a good thing. But when we're focusing on doing it because we want to feel good about it, versus we want people to feel loved, happy, valued. Maybe we want them to have fun. When you're planning any kind of a celebration, any kind of a gathering, I want you to stop and take a minute and say, what am I doing this for? What am I having this family party for? What is this potluck for? And if it is because you're competing for a prize for best potluck supper organizer, then by all means, really focus on all of the little perfect things that are going to get you that prize. But that's probably not why you're having that gathering. If you're having that gathering because you want your family to be closer, you want to connect with the people you love, then shift from how do I want to feel? to how do I want them to feel? Because when you're cultivating that, you are able to be present in what's happening. You can be there. So the effort you put, the effort I put into planning an event, I need to put as much effort into planning how I'm going to stay present as I do, how am I going to make it look perfect? Ah, Carol says this is eye-opening. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. How? So when you're planning, don't just plan the food and, and the fun and the supplies and the location. Those, those things are important. But you also need to spend time planning. How am I going to make sure that I can be present that I can actually be with the people that I'm gathering together. Ah, Maureen, in the last few months and even the last few years, I've looked at how. It's interesting how as things in our lives change, um, as 
the people we love die. My, I lost my mom. Boy, I, 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 it changed the way I look at a lot of things. It just did. And I do things differently because of what I learned from that. I hope that we are all able to bring those kind of lessons with us as we're looking at how we gather, who we gather with, what we do. But the plans that we make that allow us to be able to be present are the most valuable plans. So what does that even look like? All right, so Carol, it's been a couple of weeks now um, on Sunday Night Live. I think it was somewhere around Thanksgiving. You were talking about how paper plates and cups change everything. Using paper plates and paper cups allow me to be present because I'm not worrying about washing and drying dishes and putting things away. For you, different personalities, for you, it might be important for you. You might value using the fine china and the silverware and the beautiful glasses. But how are you going to use those things and still be present with the people that you are trying to connect with? Being present with people doesn't mean that you never use the fine china. It doesn't mean that you don't plan and make things beautiful or put in a lot of energy and effort. What it does mean is that you put just as much effort into making sure that you are able to spend time with the people that you are gathering with. So off the top of my head, if you don't want to use paper cups and paper plates like I did today, who could you ask? Who could you invite to help you set the table? Who could you invite to come a half hour or an hour early and say, would you mind coming and helping me set out the table linens and make the flower arrangements just so? Or maybe the call is, hey, would you come over because I've got to go and get some pizza and some breadsticks and I'm going to need an extra set of hands. Would you mind coming over a half hour early so that we can go together? How do you want people to feel? How do you want them to feel valued, appreciated, important, right? I could have called this one, bring the honor. Um, but it is respect the now. We only have the now. We Tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday is gone. The more we can embrace being present and plan accordingly, the deeper the relationships we have, the more connection we have with the people we care about, the more influence we have over them. It's beautiful. All right. <clears throat> Mo said this, in the last few months and even the last few years, I've looked at how and what was more about time than what happened. Yes, it's more about time than what happened. What we do with people that we are connecting with is not nearly as memorable to them or as important to them is how we spend our time with them. And if we are concerned about the details of an event at the expense of connecting with the people that we've invited to gather, then they leave feeling like something was missing. And 
if they're accustomed to you not being present, they may not even realize what they're missing. You are valuable. What you bring to your family, to your friends is valuable. You are unique. Nobody can take your place. Don't try to go it alone. Don't focus so much on making things perfect that you forget to plan on how you can be present. Carol says, it isn't me worrying about doing dishes. It worries me when everyone else wants to get up and do dishes instead of continuing to talk and have fun. How do you want them to feel, right, Carol? I never mind cleaning by myself later, but others can't deal with that. So I have to change and say it is okay. Interesting perspective. I love that, Carol. Interesting perspective there that you're fine just stepping aside and taking care of things, but people insist on interrupting what they're doing to help you. And so the planning comes into play, right? How do I want them to feel? I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to spend time visiting with the people that they don't get to see very often. Fill in the blank. What can I do to allow that to happen? That's where your planning comes in. Check off the list. Make sure you have enough napkins and forks and plates. And just so you know, um, I can speak from experience on this, that the nieces and nephews that used to be little children are now grown-ups and they eat a lot more sloppy joes than what you may have thought. Note to self, next year, I'll have to buy a couple more pounds of hamburger. <laughs> it wasn't flawless. It wasn't perfect. But I was present. I was present. Plan to be present, whatever gathering it is. And how can you make that happen? Here's some ways. And you guys can, can put some in the comments. What are some ways that you ensure that you get to be present? One of my friends um, looks for shared experiences that she and her family can go to that are inexpensive, but that allow them to connect without having to worry about the details. So everybody going to a dinner everybody going to a, a carriage ride, a sleigh ride, um, everybody going bowling, doing something together that they don't have to worry about all the details. They can just show up and be present, not worrying about, you know, sweeping the alley or whatever they do at bowling alleys. I don't even know. Um, that's one way, allowing somebody else to take care of all those details. Another way is to invite people to share the planning and the execution with you. Years ago, I volunteered to be in charge of our um, union Christmas party. And I was a very inexperienced leader. And I had a huge misunderstanding of what it meant to be present, not perfect. And so in my overachieving way, I actually sewed a quilt that we raffled off to raise money for charity. I made all the food. I um, got the venue. I made the craft for the little kids. I was the entertainment, you guys. And I was also the cleanup committee. Me, one person. What an opportunity missed. It was a lovely event. It looked beautiful. It was beautifully decorated. The quilt was gorgeous. We raised a good amount of money for charity. It was wonderful. 
the kids had a good time with their crafts. And when it was all said and done, and I was the one who sang the beautiful Christmas carol to entertain everybody, when it was all said and done, there was no connection. I was not present with the people who were there. I was performing. I worried about how I would feel. I wanted to feel like I had done a great job. I wanted to feel like I had executed flawlessly. I wanted to feel like Martha Stewart. We didn't do another Christmas party. They all felt guilty that I had put so much work in. And I felt a little bit put out that nobody helped. But it was my fault. I hadn't planned for help. I hadn't really wanted it. I was more concerned about looking perfect than being present with the people that we were supposed to be celebrating with. Uh, Mary um, says this, you also have to watch your tone of voice when you say, no, I do not need your help. Yes, Mary. When somebody comes to you with open hands and says, may I help? The tone that we take when we reject that offer matters. So how can we plan to not be snippy? <laughs> right? How can we plan to not be snippy? How can we plan? Like Carol says, the way she plans is so that everybody feels wonderful, not pitching in, if you will, not getting up to do the dishes. She plans it in a way that allows people to feel connected with each other without being interrupted. Kelly says this, what I, my idea of what was perfect was far from what my grandkids thought was perfect. A great point. A great point. Different perspectives, like Carol said earlier. Yes, what they're looking for out of that exchange is totally different than what you were looking for. Putting ourselves in other people's shoes and saying, what do they want to feel when they go to a party? They don't want to feel awkward. They want to feel comfortable. They want to be able to chat. They want to be able to connect with people, have a good time. I don't know any of my friends or family that lay awake at night craving a perfect social gathering at Shannon's house. But I guarantee you, some of them are craving genuine, loving connection with people this time of year. And as you're thinking about the difference between perfect and present, I want you to also consider the people on the fringe that maybe don't fit perfectly into your social structure or your family tree. Um, how do those people fit in? And how can you be present with them and what they need during the holidays? People who have suffered loss, people who are grieving, people who maybe don't have family or who have messed up. As we start shifting from how do I want to feel to how do I want them to feel, we start widening our circle a bit. I hope, I pray that you will respect the now, that you will 
understand that as our world changes, as our lives change, every year that goes by, I've changed, you've changed. As we change, we can change in ways that allow us to be more connected, more influential, more loving, caring, generous to the people around us. No matter what kind of change comes our way, it is an opportunity to be present in the moment. It is what it is. This moment right now isn't going the way I pictured. But what did I want out of this? I wanted, like Kelly said, my grandkids to be happy and to have a good time and to have good memories. And so we can shift from how do I want to feel to how do I want them to feel? And when we make that mental shift, the actions that follow create connection. They bring joy and they allow us to thrive. They allow us to thrive in the midst of things that maybe aren't going exactly the way we wanted. And yet at the end of it, like Maureen said, it was more about the time than what actually happened. When you're planning your events, when you're planning your gatherings, by all means, make sure you get enough ground beef for the sloppy joes, but put as much time into planning how you want them to feel and what's going to make that better, what's going to make that easier, more likely, and make sure you do that. Moses, I avoid the use of the word perfect to describe anything or anyone because we are and the item object is awesome the way they are or it is. I hope that makes sense. Maureen, I think I know what you're saying. Perfect is respecting the now. Right now is perfect with all of its flaws. The people in our lives are perfect just the way they are. They're enough. We don't need things to be different for us to appreciate them and value them. Am I hearing you, Maureen? Is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. This moment, just as it is, is beautiful. Whether it looks like a magazine or not, it's beautiful because I'm here and I'm in it. <laughs> Kelly says this. This has been very enlightening, and thank you for talking about this subject. Well, thank you, Kelly, and thank you for contributing your story. What a powerful example of the way that simple shift can change everything we do moving forward. And uh, Maureen says, yes, that's what we're talking about. Now is perfect. The people, the events, it's all perfect. It just is what it is. And there's beauty there, right? We can find the beauty. Carol says, so thankful for the classes we have on Saturday morning. Me too, my friend. That have been teaching us to care about others by teaching us to plan in such a way we prepare for what might happen and prepare ahead of time so it is as smooth as possible. And if anyone ever wants to join, oh, yes, contact Shannon. Value is important. Yes, our values matter. And Carol is talking about live stream leadership. And that is a mastermind class that meets three Saturday mornings a month where a group of like-minded women, growth-minded um, women who want to influence and lead in a way that changes their world, we get together, we learn important principles, and we discuss uh, life-changing topics. And the wisdom in that group is awe-inspiring. If 
you enjoy great conversations, challenging ideas, stretching and growing, uh, you might find it to be a great fit for you. And I would love for you to try it out with us. So let me know. Just drop me a comment if you would like to sit in on a live stream leadership mastermind. We would be glad to have you. And you might want to mark on your calendar. January 29th is going to be Friend Day. And we are going to have a mastermind, especially for people who are curious about live stream leadership. And the topic is going to be dealing with difficult people. Anybody have difficult people in your life? <laughs> if you do, you're not going to want to miss our Friend Day live stream leadership, January 29th. So stay tuned for more info about that. Um, God bless you all. Have a great week. Thank you for being here, leaning in, sharing your wisdom. Um, it's been great to have you. If you found this valuable, if this idea of being present, not perfect is resonating with you, I'll bet that it would resonate with some of your friends as well. And if you know somebody who would benefit from this, please share. Just send this their way. Tag them in it. Um, I appreciate it and they will appreciate it. Take care, you all. Bye.